0: Shut Dark, a podcast about the CW's Riverdale that's getting a little bit misty and playing misty for the old fog. I'm Alex.
1: When you dwell in darkness like we do, you need something to light the way, like a candle. Or a couple, or like, honestly, like 1,000 candles. I (laughs) counted them in this episode, and there's a lot of candles. So I'm opening a business in Riverdale selling candles. (laughs) Check it out. I'm Justin. I'm
0: Pete. And we are going to be talking about Riverdale season six, episode 12, chapter 107 in the fog. Now, bit of recap in case
1: you uh, haven't been paying attention this season. Everybody yeah. has superpowers. It, it, every yeah. episode is someone's um, first episode. And exactly. So this one is a normal starting point. They right. do a lot been, of great I've easy been thinking recap. about
0: watching this Riverdale TV show. Let me start with
2: 107. <laughs> great I entry point. Listen, I thought. I thought you were gonna recap fog for a second there. Uh it is a weather
0: pattern that is terrifying. Terrifying and <laughs> dangerous.
1: <laughs> it's very like, scary. Per- it's like particularly
0: a da- particularly if you're on land, fog, no thanks, man.
1: Oh, not, not into sea. it. It's, it it's, okay. it's like a it's like a downstairs cloud, fog. <laughs> Most <laughs> clouds are upstairs uh, in the sky. And then they come uh, down when the clouds come downstairs, downstairs you get yourself uh-huh. some fog. Yeah. Wow.
0: I mean, I'll tell you, it's it's I uh, know. Hold on. I gotta hold off on my fog criticism. hold on. Fog Hold up. <laughs> Whoa. Alex is gonna fog. To I'm gonna save it for the end of the podcast. We're really gonna Whoa. build to my hot fog take.
1: Oh hot God. fog.
0: Hot fog. The the reason that I do the recap is, you know, I want these podcasts to be evergreen. When people are listening to our Riverdale podcast fifty, a hundred years from now, oh, and they're no. like, All oh, right, yeah. that episode. You know, this helps them, like, just really catch up and really get into it.
1: Yeah. I hope they have holograms of how we look right now that projects. (laughs) I'm sure a
0: hundred... Five years younger. Um, That's all. I'm sure sure a hundred years
2: from now, someone's going to be like, you know what? I want to look up what three white guys thought about this amazing show. (laughs) (laughs) Three
0: white guys, Riverdale thoughts... I don't know why I'm doing the clicking <laughs> of the keyboard. Keyboards aren't
2: a good exist. Yeah, just gonna they're light. not going to exist. Do it yeah, with our tongues. It's going to be a thought. Yeah, it's just oh yeah. what? Yeah, uh, yeah we'll have the
1: keyboards in our mouths. Our teeth will <laughs> yeah. be the keys. Teeth. Says burp, 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 Alex. Burp, burp. Alex, I can't believe you're holding your hot fog take, but you got your futuristic <laughs> your- <Yeah>, <laughs> keyboard take yeah, dropping. Crazy Whoa. man. So everybody has been getting
0: superpowers in the town of Riverdale, Jughead can hear people's thoughts. Archie is super strong. Not everybody. Uh, most people, invulnerable. Yep. Good pee uh, Cheryl found out that she is a pyrokinetic. She can control fire. Betty can see evil auras. And now Tabitha can time travel. And they're all building to an epic battle against Percival Pickens who is the personification of the devil, we think, who also has the power to coerce people's minds. He's been working with slash influencing Alice in particular to slowly take over the town, including the town council, among other things. And last episode, Tabitha actually kind of stopped him using time travel, which is the first big uh, fall backwards uh, Loss That's what that word is Loss for Percival Pickens <laughs> <laughs> That we've seen so Falling far night, season. It's crazy
1: We don't know the word Loss Fall backwards <laughs> yeah,
0: Oh loss Loss yeah, That's yeah, what I, I was trying to get to Words work. Words are important yeah. for a podcast Right yeah. Nope
1: Let's nope. get back to your keyboard take Let's really focus <laughs> yeah, on that
0: Please
2: stop Picture. Making that noise Please stop He's typing
0: in any case, other things that are going on. Veronica owns a casino as part of a breakup with Reggie. She kicked him out of the casino. We see the fallout of that this episode. She's also grappling with the death of her father, Hiram. Who knows how he died, but it was because she called a hit on him. So kind of kind of her fault a little
1: bit. It might be a slow hit where he's just slowly feeding yeah. him like, too much right. saturated we're, fat or something. We're all oh, dying of a slow
2: hit. That, that's, right. Yeah. that's right. That's right. That's <laughs> Some of us faster than others.
1: Life Kevin. is the ultimate. Ultimate slow hitman is what they
0: Kevin say. Kevin has also been under the thrall of Percival Pickens, oh, though the other thing that he is dealing with, unclear whether it has to do with Percival or not, though I'd venture probably a little bit, is he is in a custody battle with Tony and Fangs for baby Anthony. Both Fangs and Kevin, when they were married, had the baby and adopted the baby, um, or were supposed to adopt the baby, but that all kind of fell apart. And back in the day, he had a little bit of things with Moose. Who left town as a trucker? We also delve into the Gargoyle King, who was the villain back in season three. I won't get too much into that. That was very Uh, exciting. Yeah, and Penelope Blossom is Cheryl's mom. There's a lot of history Mm -hmm. you need to delve into there, but the short version is Mm -hmm. she has always gone directly for Cheryl and hated Cheryl. We finally get to the root of that in this episode, which is a very big deal. And uh, she's back in the habit. Oh, oh come, on, come on, man. Come
1: on, man. Best point in the business, Sister Act 2 back <laughs> oh. in the habit.
0: Archie and Betty are together. Jughead and Tabitha are together. Veronica and Reggie are broken up. Tony and Fangs are together. And we do delve into a lot of relationship stuff and have actual conversations this episode. That was the big thing, critically, that I want to talk about right off. I love really this clean. episode. Well, critically, mm-hmm. positively critically, talking about it in a critical aspect. Uh the I love this episode because they took the time to give everybody conversations that they should have, mind you, yeah. had season season and a half ago. But I thought that was great. Like going into this episode, I expected the whole fog thing would be this terrifying, spooky monsters coming out of the fog it all is. of the nest. You, you, all- you didn't yeah. see
2: it in the school? Poor Kev barely made it out of there. That was a dream, man. Or was it because we woke up, the fog was coming into the room. We we woke up. We woke up? (laughs) Were you there? Yeah. We're all watching it and inside it at the same time, right? Oh, yeah. Maybe
1: this episode of Riverdale was just us having a collective dream. Sorry, I forgot to recap the character of Pete LePage
0: on this character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this
1: That's a long one. I don't yeah. know if we got time <laughs> for this. <laughs> we got time for that.
0: Well, that goes way back. There's a lot of deep stuff going on there. Uh, yeah, I, I loved. I loved the conversations. I thought that was great to spend the time. There were so many like good emotional moments. That we haven't gotten that was for so long on the show. It made me very happy to see.
1: It almost felt like they were like, okay,
2: put a fog up so everyone just sits still for a second, yeah, so we can, we can deal with some stuff. Force everybody to be in one place. Uh, yeah, I totally. Oh, well, I I love that. Like I love. Right. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Oh wait. yeah, go ahead. You're Pete. gonna say critically and not bring up big candles. I mean, this was an episode for like Yankee candles. Like every candle company, yeah. they must have had the, a huge. Yeah, I spike, know. And let's all take huge a second. Spike let's mean, all take on. a
1: second and list all the big candle companies. We got yeah, Yankee yeah. Candle, <laughs> okay, and let's yeah. go around the horn. Pete, you're up next. <laughs> name a name another candle company. Real quick. <laughs> Alex, it's your <laughs> turn yeah. next. Just yeah. Make Doesn't sure you bath got one. Body Works
0: sell candles,
1: or am I thinking Oh, cool. Somewhere? Yeah, I mean, nice yeah, job. sure. Any place is, has a candle, but yeah. I'm just saying, big candle, big body. candle, <laughs> big candle works in mysterious ways. That's why we don't know the name. Big yeah. Candle is the Percival Pickens of our reality.
2: Whoa! Wow, Wow. that's crazy. Because you know what everyone
1: has in their home candles. Yeah, thank you for bringing
0: that up in a critical respect. I really appreciate that. Uh, For people who don't know, if you had allowed me to do the recap, I would talk about the ten years you worked at Uh, uh, CandleCritic.com you did terrible work there.
2: Hey, we took we took candles down a peg. Uh, You know, you you, you (laughs) did. People are afraid to do it. You know, Mm
1: -hmm. your big idea was to make the whole candle out of the wick, right? So you're mm-hmm. like, this isn't burning enough. Let's make it all wick.
2: Yeah. More wick is what people want. <laughs> yeah,
0: more wick. <laughs> you, you, were the, you were the side-up guy. You were the inspiration for
1: John Wick, right? Yeah, originally, right. yeah. That's that's right. This, the Pete LePage story got adapted. <laughs> they took Pete out of it, and eventually it became John Wick. Cause it made was, more uh,
2: sense without me in it. Yeah, it yeah, uh, definitely did. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I did a quick candle count after this episode just to make sure if things go down, like if a fog rolls in, you know, you got to be ready. Yeah, Yeah. you got to be ready. Uh, Where'd you
1: land on how many candles? How how many candles, Pete?
2: Well, you got to have ten or more to feel safe. So I'm good. Wow. Okay. Uh, Yeah, what what I was saying earlier though is I
0: expected it to be like this very spooky, intense, scary episode, and there were elements of that. But like you're saying, Justin, it was much more of like the everybody gets stuck in the elevator Uh, sitcom episode where the frogs talk about stuff, and I,
2: I thought that was great. Wait, no, you guys keep glazing over this. This was spooky. Okay, Betty opened the door, and it looked like a murderer was outside. Okay. Uh, Jughead was gone for hours, maybe days. We don't know. When he came back, Tabitha uh, was worried sick. So, like, you know, it was scary out there. So I'm not going to sit around and let you guys say it wasn't scary. Did you see what the fog did to that Riverdale sign? That yeah, was it. Turn,
1: it turned the lights off, which is yeah. what happens every episode when the title hits. Um, I mean, I think the real lesson here is relationships are the ultimate uh, fog monster.
0: Well, I Ooh. think that was the point, and I think that was well said is that everybody is in this very murky place with their relationships, with their lives. They're not sure where they're going. And so to use it for that level of metaphor, this also was one of my favorite episodes of the season so far because I've been. I've been pretty open about not You've loving all the, over whole the place. superpower. Yeah. I've been all over the place, but I haven't loved the superpower stuff. It's not really my thing. But I think the way that this episode was <laughs> written and crafted, it used the superpowers to emphasize the relationships rather than the other way around. Like it wasn't just a plot thing. Like Tabitha's time travel worked so well in the Jughead thing because it really tied into the relationship. Or. Yeah. Betty and Archie, obviously, like, they ignored that when that came to their relationship. Um, but there were, like, little notes throughout the Cheryl storyline, same sort of thing. She used the pyrokinetic thing to effect, to really, like, push forward the place that she was with with her mother. So it was used as a tool in the episode rather yeah. than the main part of the plot. And I thought that was really wonderful.
1: Very funny. The lifelong comic book fan, Alex, is like, this superpower thing? Ugh. Can't uh, deal.
2: Yeah, deal with it.
1: Can't deal with it. What were you going to say, just,
2: Pete? I just, I I was, uh, I, I'm still just a little disappointed that we're not addressing the fog here. Um, it... <laughs> <laughs> if what are you if you've been doing Jonah? nothing but talking about the fog. No, no. If you opened your door and saw yeah. a creepy person in the fog and, and you know that there is this person called the Trash Guy Killer out there, would you just close the door and just like make out and be like, hey, there's nothing wrong. Like everybody be cool. There's just a creepy dude outside. No big deal. I don't want to complicate this too much, but did you guys see how
0: ripped the trash bag killer is this episode? Because if I saw him out there, I might be like a little conflicted. Wow, interesting.
2: (laughs) So you would be like, oh, maybe I'll leave this door unlocked. I don't know what's happening. I mean, he's got to type Bob that trash bag killer. (laughs) Oh, my God.
1: You love trash bags. It's a turn on for you. And the fact that he's got washboard abs is a whole just another bonus. Yeah, my biggest Um,
0: turn on is Tuesdays and Thursdays.
1: That's when I take out the garbage. Garbage day, yeah. Oh, garbage wow. day. Uh, two garbage
2: Wait, you get, days. Do Look you at get this two popular. garbage days. What kind of okay? Prince Zelda. What the <laughs>
1: fuck? You
0: guys don't. You take out trash on the first day and trash and recycling on the second day.
1: What? Honestly, really? Uh, the fact that I know we. I mean, we. I'm sure we do have more garbage days and there's garbage trucks driving uh, around I sh- Brooklyn. <laughs> I, I yeah. just. I just stick to the what I know.
0: Uh, okay. <laughs>
1: I, st- okay. I don't, don't go chasing waterfalls outside your no, apartment don't go chasing waterfalls when it comes to multiple garbage <laughs> days um but what I was gonna say is um we had talked about Glenn being the trash bag killer based mm-hmm. on that ripped body my theory of Glenn is over unless Glenn <laughs> was ripped for
2: a brief time in the middle he just worked out for a couple of days did a bunch he, of wee sports it what? did Moose is also pretty ripped. Like, Moose just mysteriously being like, hey, yeah, I was once they shut down the highway because I'm a trucker. I was like, oh. Do you think Moose is the trash bag? I don't think Moose is ripped. Moose is
0: bearing out. Like, he is a bear right now. Yeah.
2: I think that's fair.
1: Well, let's talk about all because Moose showing up. I was like, isn't Moose dead, cult, (laughs) gargoyle, trucker. I was like, which of these wild things? Moose is like the catch-all for any season on Riverdale. And the fact that he shows up, I'm like... 100% 100% moose is going to end up moose being I fog. Think- moose is fog. Moose yeah, is going to be fog. A-
2: I thought it was the magical fog bringing moose back to life here for Kevin. But yeah.
1: but let's talk about the Kevin storyline in general because um I they I loved Tabitha in the beginning being like they're like talking about what to do in the town she's like Kevin is a person. I was like, "Yes, thank you, Tabitha. <laughs> yeah. He's a friend of ours." <laughs> yeah. Great uh, news to be reminded of that. And then yeah. we get um Kevin fighting with Tony and and all that and we got actually got a a nice arc for Kevin in this episode. Fang's ends up being the one who is like becoming a bit of a oh, villain man, in their Fangs. relationship. Getting a little aggressive out there. Yeah. But then you have like but Kevin Fangs and-
2: being hurt by Kevin, which, you know, I get it. Like he left you high and dry one time and now it's like you can't reschedule a meeting because of the fog. But, but everybody <laughs> did. I
0: I, I I don't
2: know.
0: I know you want to I'm talk a, about Kevin. Just while we're talking about the Fangs thing for a little bit, I think I'm having a hard time processing my emotions towards the Tony Fangs relationship. But I also, even beyond that, Fangs is like a loose cadet at this point. Him being like, we got to raise yeah. baby Anthony to kill ghoulies or ghoulies are going to kill him. Kill him. And I know. That was like, what a like weird just lounge. back
2: up the truck for a second, Fangs. He's like, I want to raise my kid old school.
0: Yeah. yeah, which, like, I get it. Like, there's a certain level of I understand what Fegs is going through, but maybe there's something about the performance that's just a little too insanely over the top, even for Riverdale for me, where it's just he's he's intense. And then him screaming uh, almost at Kevin by the end of the episode. Again, yeah. it was like... I was like, just take it, like, down 10% fags, and then I, I will really, understand where you're coming from.
2: Although I'm very curious, like, how uh, fangs would raise that kid. Like, is it, like, you got to learn to fight before you can walk? Like, uh, I mean, when do you introduce weapons? Like, how does it really work? You know what I mean? He's
1: going to raise baby Anthony as a snake. He's yeah. going to oh. feed him whole mice. He's going to make him slither. <laughs> <laughs> Give some like awards. You gotta be a serpent before you can be a serpent. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the Anthony curl up on this rock in the sun. <laughs> it's time to sleep.
0: Baby's too on of scared. rock. So. Uh, yeah, the, again, like that thing at the end of the episode, he's been really hurt by Kevin, I guess, which we haven't really gotten to see a whole lot. Yeah, over it was the nice to see season.
1: him kind
2: of be able to put a little voice to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah but also, so he's surprising. hurt Kevin.
1: He's hurt Kevin a lot too, yes. which I think he's forgetting because the conversation. So I, I feel like Kevin being reunited with Moose and fe- feeling like he has reunited. value. Moose is like exactly Moose, even though their relationship has sort of been messed up over the years. With Moose, I mean not How being about, able to come out and all of that but moose coming to him and saying like i care for you like that's something that kevin hasn't heard at least that we've been privy to hardly at all in the whole run of this show so i think that the fact that that happens for him he has the nightmare of the gargoyle king um and that's like wait, dealing wait, dealing wait, with wait, some
2: wait, trauma wait wait wait, all right come on all right so when when he says to kev though like what happened to Broadway? I mean, that cut like a knife, like um, yeah. Moose knows, like his love of that, and like then the whole like, hey, remember that thing? And then Kevin being like, oh, you mean the most traumatizing thing that's ever happened to me? Yeah, oh, I, I remember that. Funny that. I yeah. I remember that. Yeah, like oh my god. And then we get the kind of flashback, like oh.
1: And to, to have all that And then for Kevin To come out of the fog Sort of f- having a little bit More value and Being more of a rounded person but I was like It oh, seems look, like he's the gonna...
2: fog Makes you more buff And like Because Moose Look bigger Than we've yeah. seen him before How, How much, much fog wearing Have you been jacket. He's wearing a nice jacket I gotta get more into the fog That's what mm-hmm. I'm saying I gotta yeah. get more foggy yeah, I don't,
1: My exercise regime Is to go to a foggy place And right. hang And it's working
2: Yeah You can feel it You're more ripped yeah. now
1: Yeah Yeah <laughs>
2: You went to flex, but then it went the other way. It kind of went down. Yeah, I did a
1: classic Popeye. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. The you're low
0: on. Spinach. I thought the Kevin Moose relationship is great. It was so nice to be reminded of that. It gave me it fondly took me back to Bizarro Dale the episode, yeah. which is like yeah. the most romantic Kevin Moose episode. And just seeing them together again was really really nice. We're Cody nice, Kearsley yeah. does a great job with Moose. Um, I also on the nightmare front, the lighting that they used in the hallway was the same lighting that they used for prom night when the Gargoyle yeah. King yeah. attacks. And I thought that was just like. A fun Smart. little lighting throwback there To remind us of yeah. that um, So oh, just to kind of wrap up The Kevin Moose storyline here What do you think it means I do think there is meaning to the fact That he still sees the fog in the hallway When nobody else in the episode does It To me it feels like Kevin feels safe In Moose's arms in But the there's fog. The, always this worry in the background That it's going to go horribly wrong for him At some point So what does this mean for Kevin?
1: Um, I think he – I think we see that exactly th- – the exact thing happen. Like he does feel comfortable. He calls up Fangs and is like, hey, let's do shared custody. I feel like I don't want to have this fight. And instantly Fangs is like, I'm coming for you. And it's like, yeah, oh, it's unnecessary. So I think he finally felt safe for a second and then is immediately sort of pushed off that, that safe base – so I, I just hope we get to see more episodes like this where Kevin has some story and does feel like he's moving in a better direction as opposed to him being in the thrall of Percival and being just a henchman, essentially doing awful things.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, let's get him away from Mayor PP for sure. But it's this kind of thing of like, can Kevin love the fog like obviously Moose does? And, you know, can he be happy in this kind of foggy relationship, you know? Uh, I hope I, like I hope that. so because like you know it would be nice to see Kevin get a couple Ws you know I would I mm-hmm. I yeah. Kevin gets the short end of the stick too much so I'm hoping that he can learn to love the fog and be happy with the moose in it
1: hashtag love the fog and Alex just so you know um, W is short for win which is like the opposite of loss
0: okay okay I don't get that but I appreciate it. Yep. Why don't we move on to one of the other storylines? I'm sure there's other things that we can talk about there, uh, but we can talk about Cheryl's. That's sort of off on its own a little bit, and some big stuff goes down. Broad overview of this storyline is Penelope comes back. She is a nun now. She's training with the Sisters of uh, the Quiet Mercy in the Himalayas, and she needs I mean- to—
2: Yes. No, let's just let's just take okay. a breath and enjoy our, our yeah. the show. I mean, this is just fun, you know. Like Cheryl's mom comes back, completely dressed as a nun, and goes, "I've been in the Himalayas. I've now joined this." Like, I mean, what a show! How, the fact that this could happen <laughs> and it makes complete sense to be like, "Oh yeah, this is right in line with what's happening." Just, I, like,
1: I mean, unbelievable. I agree completely. When she shows up in the nun's habit and Cheryl is us in that moment, she's like. Like, you're an ex-dom, convicted <laughs> yeah. felon, serial killer, and now you're a nun? And yeah. that made me think of, is there someone on staff at Riverdale who, like, lives, is like the Dr. Kirtle, who's the historian? But they're like, hey, um, call up um, the historian and ask her what's happening, uh, what, what the history of Penelope is. And she's like, yeah, I'll tell you.
0: <laughs> it's Man, just an well, so insane wait, person. That is, like, is that the story editor's job, or is it the continuity Chief or live producers
1: job? No, producer. nope. no, um, no. Uh, it would be a script supervisor sort script of on by, an episode by right. episode basis, but um, in the longer term, it'd be you know just like a more of a showrunnery.
0: I'll tell you what, terms. that has to be. If there is somebody who legitimately feels very strongly about keeping the continuity of Riverdale, I feel. So bad for them because the show so purposefully ignores continuity all the time down to not to jump out of the storyline. But Alice frames up this thing where she's like, um, oh, this is going to be the worst fog since the great fog of 1922. If you remember, we celebrated the 75th anniversary jubilee and I think like season one or season two which doesn't tie out with that at all. So they've already established that Riverdale was established 75 years earlier, but also was around in 1922 and also I think was around in like the 1600s at the same time. So that person has to be I, tearing I, their hair
1: out. Yeah. The Fog was the first chocolate shop. And then later came the buildings. <laughs> um <laughs> But yes, it is a it is well I do think this season especially they've been done a big a lot of work to reminding us of all of the wild things that have happened on this show. As so much of this show is now like, hey, you character, remember you were this, this and this, and now you're this. Uh that happened to Moose for Moose in this episode, and of course here with
2: um uh with Penelope coming back. Yeah. I mean the the whole Alice flex of like, I'm the media in this town. Like I can, uh, don't worry. I'll keep everybody inside being like the fog that we haven't seen in a hundred years is back. Everyone stay inside the fog. The well, fog is coming. The fog.
1: And I, I actually really like, I mean, Alice is becoming a great villain. She's like, you are mad at her, I think, throughout this episode at the beginning and the end. She has this welcome to Night Vale, if you know that podcast vibe, when she's doing that bit about the fog, talking about how horrible it is. And I love that she goes into great takes pains to be like, and here's how I'm going to get around the weather girl to do our fog announcement. I was like, well, <laughs> no, who cares? Just Why go on do and do, do the weather? You don't, don't need do to explain no, this. And hey, let me be honest, is there a weather person at this network, or is it just uh, who, Alice doing a Who is days?
2: Alice's boss, and why is Alice allowed to do any story she story wants any I have a better question, time. is clearly in Pops, the
0: TV is turned to RIVW all day long. What is that programming like? Alice yeah. comes on, does a five-minute interview with Percival every day, clearly, and then she pops in and does the weather. What is the other content for the rest of the day? What's going on on that channel?
1: I'm sure Alice does some like readings of her favorite um, uh, poetry. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's the Alice Alice show nonstop. Right.
2: All she, Alice she, she's over. gonna be so be, by the end of the day. There's got to yeah. be so many FCC violations against her. It's unbelievable. You don't I see bet, her. I bet she does a live Riverdale podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's – You think she's doing? Which one is she of the three of us? Is she sort of who's the Alice on this podcast? Yeah. No, yeah. who's, who, yeah. Oh, she question. would be, who's the, she, Alex, Alice makes a lot of sense. Uh, that does make
2: sense. Uh, yeah, that does. Uh,
0: I, we were talking about Cheryl's storyline. <laughs> okay. Yes. We talking about yeah, yeah, that so,
2: Cheryl's, so again, the, oh, go ahead, Pete. You I'll decide. just say, like, Cheryl's mom showing up in, a, you know, full nun doubt and being like, could could I please have a, a warm bed and some scrumptious meal? I, I was just like, Oh my God. And Cheryl having to make this tough decision of like, no, I banished you, but like, I guess I'll let you use the shower and I'll feed you like pretty big of Cheryl, pretty nice. Like could have easily turned her away. And, you know, I mean, with everything else that's going on, I don't know if we would have felt that bad about it, but like uh, the fact that she opened her a home back up to her insane mom is, uh, it says a lot about Cheryl.
1: I mean, the thing is, maybe I'm foolish, but I do sort of buy her story. Mm-hmm. Here. Like, she does seem like she's not, she didn't, we didn't uh, see her wink. I, I, I did, don't We know. didn't see it's, the mask fall.
2: It's. it's it, she said, I've been in the Himalayas. I mean, that is a pristine nun outfit that looks like it was just bought. You know what I oh, mean? Like, she's, barely, she's like spinning. She's sound of music. out there.
1: She's spinning around, yelling at so the So there's mountains. two things here,
0: right? Like, to treat this legitimately. One is, yes, I do believe her, and she's absolutely saying this, but that doesn't preclude her from being absolutely evil in the next episode yeah. or being like, "Yes, now I fly. Now, now I yeah. fly of my own command. But the second thing is that she signed up with the original Sisters of Quiet Mercy, which is oh, already an evil what nun a organization. Yeah, so, what not a, a great nun.
1: Not yeah. a great nunnery. And if, it's, a, if you're looking, that's that like a... a n-
2: that's the nunnery they tried to capture and, like, mind-wipe Cheryl, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. So here's
0: the thing that I think is weird about this choice that maybe we will actually see more of Penelope and more blowback as the season continues is they are the nunnery that did conversion therapy that might have been a Riverdale local thing and the Himalayas one doesn't care. They're like, live how you want to live. But the big revelation at the Damn end it. of the episode here is that <laughs> Penelope hid <laughs> letters from Heather, who is Charles crush in junior high school for years. She reads all of them. And Penelope all but confesses that part of the reason that she was so horrible to Cheryl is because she was probably secretly a lesbian or bisexual as well. At least she had feelings towards women and she took it out on Cheryl. So if they do conversion therapy at this Sisters of the Quiet Mercy, this is going to be a big problem for Penelope going forward uh, if they do want to return to that plot line.
1: I I, I, wonder just, if go, I wonder if they'll go back to that. I do think that it will still be evil, mm-hmm. but probably in a different way, I would guess. Um, but like if when you're applying to nunneries, the sisterhood of the Quiet Mercy has got to be a safety nunnery. Like you want to aim <laughs> a little bit higher, I think, <laughs> a safety to one of the more the more prestigious. Yeah, nunnery. but I mean, I actually that's the thing. Them you early can't actually
2: and got rejected. Yeah, yeah you got to be. You can't have Cheryl's mom's resume and get into a, a nicer nunnery. You're going to only Isn't gonna that get a into... whole point of nunneries, though,
0: to take you clean how you are as you present yourself without worrying about
1: your past. I don't know. I sure. haven't dropped by. A, I haven't dropped by a lot of nunneries. <laughs> sure. in Alex, you know, I, I mean, a nunnery it's been guy, a while right?
2: since I've seen <laughs> Sister Act. I, that's my only real. Uh, <laughs> it's good. Research. Or, yeah. You got to get back in the habit. Oh, boy.
1: Good. Let's make sure we get that in a couple more times just yeah. to be very clear just about
0: one, well, Just one for the yeah. rule of threes, guys. That's a good But come on, principle. though.
2: Like Sher- Cheryl being like seeing her go right for the doll, which she kind of is dressed like that creepy doll a little bit. And then immediately blows out the candle, turns it over and smacks her mom in the head. I mean, this is just great Cheryl content. I mean, this is just Cheryl. It was great.
0: And then, like I said earlier, the way that she reveals she's pyrokinetic by turning up the heat on Penelope and saying, you know what? This is it. This is enough. Uh, And that does work as this torture to force Penelope to be like, wait, 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 wait. I have these letters from Heather. That's what I wanted to tell you. I thought that was a great character use of the power.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: But it's also a perfect, like, Cheryl's evil mom being like, I can fake to be a nun, come back in there and drop this one more bomb on her, and then, like, it's all part of her evil plan.
1: Well, but this is a bomb that she drops on Cheryl that actually makes her feel better, I think. The fact that she wasn't just ignored by Heather when she was young, that Heather did write her letters, even though her mom was keeping them. It does feel, at least, I don't know what the... The punishment for for uh, Cheryl is by her doing that. So it does feel like she she is doing something that is actually making Cheryl feel better for a change.
2: Right. But that's what I mean. It's part of her evil plan to get back in uh, to the house on Cheryl's good side. uh, I don't trust it, man. (laughs) She just yeah. wants to get back in those walls The most comfortable place To sleep
0: in the world I, uh, I am know. very excited About what Heather is Nana coming Nana
2: Rose I was like Where is Nana Rose Why isn't she seeing What's going on Like oh
1: Wasn't available yeah, is, this that, episode. is Nana Rose a doll yet Or like <laughs> uh, 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 Weather we'll, formation I'll check or with or the something. Script supervisor
0: We'll find out The Love the Heather moments I thought Madeline Petch Really crushed it In terms of the emotion Of these scenes yeah. Very excited to see This character finally Come into the show After teasing it For so many seasons Lizzie Great plot line to go back to. It's going to mean a lot, not just for Cheryl, but I think ultimately for Cheryl and Tony as well as those things continue to progress there. So, however, that sort of upends the apple cart and turns around the
2: relationship things, I think it's going to be really interesting to watch. Agreed. Why? Yeah, the... Oh, yep. It's, it's very exciting to get this kind of like intro of a new character. You know, but it's kind of like our, we're trying to get people away from the uh Cheryl and Tony of it all, which you know, I'm not on board with. I'm still fighting. I, to I it. don't
0: think it's gonna take
2: Cheryl away from Cheryl is already as
0: far away from Tony as humanly possible. They're in yeah. entirely different plot still lines. Still a chance. But still a chance. Seeing Cheryl with her junior high crush, whatever happens, if it works, if it doesn't work uh, we don't know anything about what heather is like now it's going to cause a reaction from tony which tony is already at a place where she's having friction with fangs so yeah. we're heading towards some drama how it turns out we'll see but i'm excited to watch
1: and it. you got fangs yeah fangs is sort of slipping off the map i think uh, giving into some anger i feel like we're not just headed to drama we're maybe headed to shoni and i also have a theory about we have um there's been a lot of talk about what powers are coming with Veronica, I think Alex, He speculated getting some sort of ice power. Um, what if that goes to Tony? Mm. Because then it puts that her and Cheryl on like a nice sort of track. fire oh, they're, and they're, ice. They're, they're and that does tie into the other. whole water
0: ghost water. thing. Yeah. So, so yeah, it could be water and fire. Water is
1: warm ice. Just like fog is downstairs clouds. Oh oh my God. I'm sort of the weather girl of this podcast that Alice is trying to oust. I hope you never get sick, or I'm jumping into your spot. Because you're that Alice, I know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's
0: going to be really good. Why don't we jump over and talk about Veronica and Reggie? Because oh. this is non powered. As we mentioned, neither of them have powers. But over the course of this episode, because they're both trapped in the casino alone, they play a little strip poker, they hook up again, and nah, then have a real non fight conversation about the relationship that seemingly finally ends it for good. Again, just on an emotional level, I thought this was great. And given Camilla yeah. Mendes and Charles Ment- Melton, and chance to really like flex their acting muscles it was a pleasure to watch even though it was very sad
2: i uh i really this is the only time i'll agree with you alex about the whole like uh, good for people to kind of talk about their relationships i i thought mm. the way that they okay. talked about, not going to delve into <laughs> that too much <laughs> uh, yeah. i thought the it way is that isn't. they Let talked Enjoy. the way that they talked about uh, their relationship and the way they kind of like uh, hash things out was was very cool. And the fact that like Reggie uh, stuck up for himself was like, yo, that painting is creepy AF. And like the fact that you're keeping that is a symbol of something that we shouldn't be, you know, holding on to. Like and then the fact that she's like, you're right, we're in a toxic kind of cycle. We have to break this, uh, you know, if we want to get any. I thought it was very cool and mature. And I liked the way it kind of unfolded. Um, And I'm kind of happy for both of them, which is uh, which is weird.
1: Oh, really because i i agree with you i thought that it was and it felt it, it mirrored real relationships where you're like you're like oh what if we had sex now uh maybe and then afterwards you're like oh we gotta talk about all the rest of this let's get down to business and i have to deal a, with the real the shit i um, just want to wanna go over it. yeah and i i i really appreciated that and i liked i thought it was like I love the flirtation of it. And then afterwards getting into the real stuff for real and to talk about Archie as sort of the ghost or even the fog that they're mm, sort of uh, awash in, in their, in their relationship, I thought was true. And uh, the, the sort of inherent flaw with their relationship, if they can't get past the fact that, that Reggie is like, I'm your second pick, obviously. Yeah. And Veronica being like, well, I'm Archie's second pick, so isn't that fine? And he's like,
2: No, no <laughs> that's not
1: how it works. <laughs> the um, I the it line great. of the and,
0: episode, just really quick, the line of the episode for me and the biggest gut punch was, We're all someone's consolation prize. Oh, yeah. Man. was just like, Come on, dude. Oh. dude that it, it was it's a, a great, that was a really well crafted, really well written line. And it got to the heart of exactly what you're saying, Justin, in terms of how these characters feel. And I don't think. Yeah. Maybe, you know, to prognosticate it means Veronica's to be like, you know what, I'm nobody's consolation prize. I'm going to go after Archie and that creates its own drama. Or maybe yep. she just realizes, no, I need to concentrate on myself and figure out how to not feel like this. It really gets to this undercurrent of what Camila Mendez has been playing all season. We've been joking about. They always cut it on her with a glass of rub, just sitting on her own, drinking and thinking. But this really points drinking to how she's thinking. been feeling. She's like, you know what? We're I'm playing a and... uh, shadow of my father with my second choice boyfriend back in a town I never wanted to live in. That's what my life is. And yeah. it's so sad and it hurts so much to watch. But I thought it was a really beautiful played. And to put it out there in that way was really nicely done as well.
1: And I also think that a character as strong as Veronica when she sort of owns all of that. And I think maybe when she finally defeats her father, the painting, at the end of this episode. um,
2: Well, we don't see it wrapped up yet. She just calls for the wrappings. True. But much
1: like Palladium, um, twine and brown paper are uh, a painting's weakness. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. Once you cover up a painting, it's over. Then it's <laughs> yeah. just a rectangle,
2: right? A regular you got to cover it, It's still got to happen. It's just you can have the supplies sitting there all day. It doesn't mean you're going to do it.
1: But there's nothing stronger than twine. Have you ever used twine? That stuff have, is. Uh, have you ever tried? like open Wonder Woman's lasso. Oh, yeah, God. no, exactly.
0: God, could, I couldn't even imagine to have to have the strength to open
1: twine. <laughs> <laughs> just the name twine. It just uh, is strength. It conveys strength.
2: I'm yeah. going to disagree. I think the the best uh, line of is uh, whatever happened to Broadway, Kevin. I thought that was the most <laughs> powerful. Well, but I line. think it's the
0: same sort of theme, right? Where Kevin is yeah. talking about, no, this was my second choice. This was my consolation prize. Was Great teaching call. here. He's trying to be a winner in this custody battle, and ultimately he realizes, no, I don't want to be a consolation prize, or I'm okay being a consolation prize. I'm okay sharing custody. On this kid, I'm okay being back together with Moose, my high school boyfriend. This is all gonna be okay with me because at least it's not terrifying and at least I'm not throwing myself in a dangerous situation. You know,
2: it's not okay is the uh those those poor students whose papers were not being graded well. I mean, Kevin was mm-hmm. having flashbacks and like writing mm-hmm. all over somebody's There's, somebody's going to get their paper back and be like, "What does this even mean?"
1: Yeah. Hey, um Kevin, hey hey Professor Kevin. I got a G for Gargoyle King on my hey, test. What is yeah. that? Is that worse than an F? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, but while you're saying favorite lines, mine is it's like a Stephen King movie out there.
2: Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> 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 so which call one?
1: Like it is Christine
0: <laughs> Cujo. Which one? <laughs> I
1: don't, that's the thing. I don't know. It just feels like a could Stephen be, King. King movie. Shawshank. Shawshank?
0: Yeah? Shawshank. The Green Mile. Yeah. I don't oh know. My God.
2: Not
0: sure which one. The uh, just to put a wrap on this particular storyline. I think. Like How we often about, do you look of, at a
2: man's shoes? Mm -hmm.
0: There's uh, a lot of different places, like we talked about, that Veronica could go, what's going to happen with Reggie at this point? Because he feels like one of those characters would be like, well, now you're at a loss, you don't have powers, you're not dating Veronica, you're not working at the casino, you're sitting in a car dealership playing poker with wise guys, and that's all you have going on. Added the fact that Charles Melton seems to be on this world tour for the past couple of months— I'm a little worried about him
1: maybe leaving the show. What do you guys think? I think from a uh, a plot in the show, I think he could easily slip under the um, auspices of PP.
2: No, uh, don't.
1: Because he's got some – he's upset. He's got some vulnerabilities. No. No. He's going to open up a strip poker joint with his um, buddies in the gabagool (laughs) division of uh, of the show. Yeah. Hey, wise
0: guys, I tried this thing with my
1: ex-girlfriend and it was pretty interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, let's give it a shot.
2: (laughs) I, I, yeah, I think, uh, he's just going to kind of fall in with the wise guys and maybe we'll be kind of like, if somebody needs some muscle, they'll go to, uh, they'll go to Reg every once in a while, but I'm worried about him. But I'm also excited for him because he's not in this relationship where he's not wanted. So uh, hopefully that opens things up for him. Uh, But, yeah, I'm a little worried about the people he's hanging out with for sure. Should we talk about Jughead and Tabitha? Because I thought this was a really interesting
0: storyline as well. Like I mentioned earlier, treating the time travel thing seriously and using it as an emotional father to talk about how Tabitha is worried about Jughead. The slow reveal over the course of the episode that she Doctor oh, Stranged in Infinity yeah. Warded up and went through. Yeah. I think it was yeah. 1,384 She didn't do
2: this, but it was like you know, yeah. There
0: was a lot of going on Well, yeah. It's also it was weird that she was like, I went through one hundred one thousand three hundred and eighty four scenarios, and we beat him twice, twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, pretty so there's good. A, there's options. You got some options. But so the way that she holds, there's a chance. The way that they planned yeah. out that thing, uh, both from the perspective of like her motivating factor is, oh God, I know Jughead is going to die no matter what. And I'm terrified of that. Jughead not having that information and kind of barreling ahead, but also letting that tie into this idea in for Riverdale, a subtle way of Pops being this literal lighthouse in the fog, this safe place that everybody can yeah. go. I thought there was a lot of really good interesting well-done stuff in this storyline
2: yeah i really liked the kind of like jughead being like so uh you can time travel i'd like to hear yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> you know i'm just gonna put it out i not too much pressure. i like he was like i'm just gonna take my shot here like you know i don't want to be a pest about this and i thought that she was like pretty cool about it like hey i tried like, I yeah. I tried a bunch of times, but, like, there's this thing like Fixed Point, you know? So I thought that yeah. was, like, cool. And then when she was, like she says, like, she wrestles with this idea of, like, should I tell him? I was very happy that she did, and like, it was nice to see them kind of connect in that way. The one part that I didn't like was the Jughead, like, hey, stop reading my mind thing, which is tough, because it's like, well, it's either complete silence, (laughs) and I can't hear, or I can, you know what I mean? So I was like, oh, this, they kind of revisited that, and I was like, okay, you're gonna kind of make something big about this later. no, no, but
0: I think... uh, the reason that worked for me, I agree with you, Pete. I felt that when I was watching the scene. But in retrospect, it makes sense because Tabitha is panicked. He's going to find out that she knows he's going to die. So that's
2: yeah. why she had the reaction. She was it was more or about, just like anybody else. Like, hey, don't fucking read my thoughts, man. That's creepy. Yeah. And that not cool. And
1: I feel like he can't help if he's using that to hear anything. Like, it's going to be hard to be like. Is that a thought or something you're i it's
2: not like I could turn it off and on. there's degrees, yeah. i guess
1: um, um, yeah, I mean, I agree with uh, first off, I love Jughead's turtleneck look right from the jump. I was like this guy is not he's got he's wearing his um his author uh headshot look mm-hmm, already mm-hmm. so that's exciting. And then secondly, yeah, P, I you said it already, but like the thing of Jughead at the beginning, being like, "Hey, babe, um, there's a couple things I want to talk to you about. Ketchup, we got we got enough ketchup. Good, um, <laughs> I
2: filled up all the ketchups. Those yeah. ketchups
1: are good. Yeah, um, yeah. Just wanted to check the sugar packets are all set up. That gets you you, you set. so wait, you time traveled? Um, cool, <laughs> cool, cool, cool. That I guess that's the bigger one I want to talk about. Like, <laughs> he so casually walks up to it. I thought it was super funny. And then it, the way at the at the end of the episode, once Tabitha tells him this horrible situation that they're in and that Jughead is sort of the hero. Basically she's like, you're the only one that can match Percival. Yeah. You're his other, when it comes to um, brain powers, he's just like, we'll figure it out. I'm just like, this well, guy's confident. Well, so I i'm like not the, a, oh, ahead, the,
2: the, the The way that he kind of was like, Hey, just, we Can't Give Up Hope was beautiful. I mean, it was like this thing of like, hey, we've done it twice. I know things are bad and maybe I'm going to die. But like kind of it's a. it really felt like Jughead's hero moment. And he wasn't a douche about it. Like he was yeah. very cool about it. He was just like, hey. You know we can't give up hope, and I was like, "That's that's beautiful, man." Well, I think I first of all I love
0: the line. Sadly, this is not the first time I've been destined to die. Just yeah, that's what I'm saying. Years. He's
1: just like I've been here before. I come got on, it's you. Riverdale.
0: It's Riverdale. This show's insane. Yeah, did you oh. see Alice's podcast earlier? This show's crazy. <laughs>
1: yeah, she's crazy. The she didn't know the, the word loss at the beginning, and later <laughs> she nailed
0: it. The look that Cole Sprouse gives, though, when he's hugging Tabitha at the end, I do think there's a lot of things that you could read into that. One is that he's worried about Tabitha, but I do think there's an underlying thing of him being like, it's okay, we'll get through this, we'll figure this out, Uh, it's not fate, etc., but he's not sure.
2: Like, obviously, he's yeah. still worried about it. He just oh, doesn't want you to worry think her more. They held on to that hug for a reason. Like, we're going to cut back to that hug. And he's going to be like, hey, time travel. And she's going to be like, Junkhead, no. And he's gonna go, come on, please.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That could he, they're going to
0: cut back to that hug and be like, we have been hugging for three episodes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Please. Well, well that's why right. I come d-
2: back to the hug, man.
1: I always do long hugs, just in case it's a fixed point for time travel.
2: <laughs> yes. Also, that's, that's
0: shout smart. out to I love how they're playing Tabitha now. She is now now at the point where she is so fed up with all of this. Her. Read on when the news report comes up at the end, revealing that Percival is now the mayor of Riverdale. Her oh brother, now what was made yeah. me laugh out loud. Well, she's
1: done it thirteen hundred eighty four totally. times. Of course, she's just like oh, here goes Alice again, spouting off <laughs> uh, about the mayor. But I also thought it was very funny in that scene where the uh, Percival she, Alice is just like Percival's mayor, and the is like dictator Pickens made me think like. Hey, um, have you driven through Riverdale? It's that town with the dictator. <laughs> that one town that has it. Oh, all the other towns are cute, upstate yeah. in the towns. Most and of And then Riverdale has a dictator.
0: Yeah. See, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also like that move. I thought that was really smart for a plot direction that we're all, as viewers, we're so focused on everybody's relationship and these big discussions they're having and all the moves they're going through that you do forget about Percival and Alice or at least I forgot yeah. about them through most of the episode, and then at the end when it comes out, like, oh, of course he made this move where they dissolve the you council. Of about course he became mayor. Well, yeah. because you're so I, as a viewer, you're so focused on other things that are going on with these characters that you love, uh, and it's the same sort of thing. Like it was a sleight of hand thing of making you look at the fog, so you're not looking over here when this other things happens. But so, it
2: was good. Wh- what would be nice though is if Tabitha's been through all these different things, people could could start coming to Tabitha and being like, "Hey, did this happen? Uh, can you mm-hmm. help me with this? Like, should I stay with Veronica or maybe I should the, move on?" Like, the time travel thing is like a total potential quagmire. <laughs> You're at, yeah,
0: and I think Dang that any. was part of the reason for her explaining things the way she did, where she was like, "Ah, yeah, it's really complicated. I've done it a bunch of times. Let's not worry about it." Because they shouldn't do that. Like, we can't have those conversations constantly on the show.
1: Yeah, I agree constantly. But we could have one later where the character who is maybe at a a tipping point, like Veronica, go to Tabitha and be like, hey, Mm -hmm. can you walk me through two different scenarios Where one where Archie marries Veronica and one where Archie marries Betty. Do you think that's something that's ever been done before? (laughs) (laughs) Anybody here read comic books? I know, Alex, you hate them, but. I don't like them. Yeah. Uh, Just to name it, there was a comic book series where. Famously, six six issues. Where in the first three, um, I think it was Archie and Veronica were married. and the second, Archie and Betty were married, and Archie sort of saw both sides of his life that way. I thought, I thought in this episode, I thought that could be some potential fodder for a future. Could
0: you imagine what would happen if the end of the season they figure out like the only way of saving the world is if Archie marries Veronica. (laughs)
1: Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's <laughs> crazy. And Archie's like, like, sure, uh, I don't
0: yeah, know, sure, like uh, whatever, it's cool. Uh, uh, yeah, no, that that would be crazy. But I, we could see a scenario where like Tabitha travels to two different branching view uh, futures, and we do see exactly what it'll like going forward. That would be fun. I'd watch that. So one,
2: one thing before we move on uh, to kind of talk about the the Cheryl Heather relationship, like I, I got a lot of high hopes because this, you know, gives a lot of shout outs to the notebook where there's uh, letters and it's basically quoted as said, she wrote you letters almost every day, which is an exact quote uh, from the notebook. So I think, uh, you know, I mean, that's <laughs> a lot of other be... stuff
1: happens in the notebook that I don't think is going to happen in this show, but <laughs> I like where your head's at.
2: If
0: you want to jump to the last storyline, which is Betty and Archie over the course of this, they hang out in the house together. The big news is we find out that Betty's period is late so she doesn't know whether she's pregnant or not. They can't get a pregnancy test until the fog lifts. So they take the time to have a conversation. and We find out Betty's backstory with TBK, how she Oof. actually got out Oof. of that trap. It's very harrowing. And then Archie pledges himself to her no matter what. He says he's all in, whatever the results of the pregnancy test. And by the end, the big cliffhanger here is we see them looking at the pregnancy test, but we don't get the answer. Yeah, but they don't look
2: happy. Uh... They do not look happy. They looked very sad when they look at it. Well, that's because those tests are confusing people. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Like how many sure.
0: lines. Yeah. Uh, what is this? They look line at mean? like there's a plus and uh, an
2: at symbol. What does that mean? Yeah. Which one is that? They, Check the direction. They
1: look at it and it's a tiny well, gargoyle.
2: You got to know. You got to go that online and at the company and then they tell you. If you yeah. don't at them, they don't. I mean,
0: on that note, <laughs> not many people know this, but the Gargoyle King alphabet actually came from pregnancy tests.
1: Yeah, it's true. That's wow. where they. Wow. they you can have a little baby with horns. I did and appreciate. Stick hands.
2: I did appreciate Betty being kind of like, hey, what are we doing here? Although it was interesting that Archie was like, what do you mean I'm totes in love with you? And she was like, okay. Why was this the third time They've had that conversation That was my I mean, question I guess, <laughs> Because this, when you're not feeling it Maybe sometimes you ask again Because you're like Are, we, are we still into this uh, I feel like he, every, I feel like there's some sort of Selective amnesia going on here Where they keep forgetting They're in
0: a
1: relationship Well they've got a lot going on Let's sure. just say that uh, So maybe you forget Like what, oh, what did we say our status is Because I gotta say Based on the kiss and the um, what uh, the transition from when they were downstairs to in the bed. Poor the things music. are going pretty yep. well. Yeah, the music, the sort of distant sex music. Yeah, I think <laughs> things are going fine. But I did I did think it was weird where they were like, "Are we dating?" I was like, "Yes, you sort of live together." <laughs> like, <laughs> I think you are. Um, But uh, it feels like – it feels like they are dating, but it also feels like there's some sort of cloud of trouble over this
2: relationship. I give – I give – them a lot of credit. If someone snuck in my back door, it was like, hey, I think uh there's a creepy person outside. I don't know if I would be able to just like make out and go on with my life. I feel like it would be like, hey, we need to come up with a plan if this serial killer is then going to come in and try to kill us. I, You know, that maybe is just me. It was surprising to me
0: that that didn't come back in any way. I wonder if... We are going to find out that that creeper, for example, is the person who called Betty and Archie about the bomb. We still haven't gotten any clarity about that. Maybe there is somebody lurking and watching Betty who is not TBK. It sounded but...
2: like on the old ham radio, uh, there was a mention of a bomb in a basement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was something going on there, too. I
0: couldn't really hear what was yeah. happening when Tabitha was listening to the ham radio. So there's, there's some clues being laid down for something that I think is going to pay off down the line.
1: Reality seems very loose here. Like the ham radio felt like a signal was coming in. That guy. We, we have, didn't see I mean,
0: Archie's dog. All episode. Yeah. yeah, that was foremost on my mind, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Still the, nothing about the cat. The Betty Archie the, thing. The NGO. Yeah, to your point, like, I I thought this conversation was great. I love this. I loved this backstory, the way that Betty played it. It was extremely harrowing and upsetting other than ripped TBK. And Archie explaining why he's staying in Riverdale again. You know, he's given this speech before, but I think it's always good to double down on it. And obviously, it was important to talk about with Betty potentially being pregnant. So overall, like a lot of the things in the episode, I thought it was good to give these characters time to actually talk so that uh, hopefully in three episodes time, we don't again have to be like, so are we
1: dating? Or as what's they're holding going their or- baby, like, are we dating? <laughs> Little Archie Jr. is wondering if we're dating.
2: Was <laughs> it was, a, it was a weird to anybody else that like, she was like, yeah, I had to like uh, cut up this body in front of, uh, you know, and Archie was just like, cool, cool, cool. Hey, let me tell you a story about how uh, I live in Riverdale and uh, how I plan to be here for a long time. I, I, I mean i would think
1: that was weird but this is archie we're talking about <laughs> all
2: right okay i you know i would have maybe had some questions or at least been like hey. when betty said that they played some classical
0: music while tbk was standing behind her and sort of showing her how to just how somebody, to do
2: it and with his guidance i was able do you to- think the
0: classical music was unchained melody by the Righteous Brothers? Ooh, nice! Was I don't know like if that's considered classical, but uh, yeah, point, it was, ghost. This, it was yeah, yeah, ghost. It was like a ghost style thing. Oh my, love.
1: beautiful, well, my I,
0: darling.
1: I feel like anytime Archie's given the opportunity to give his River, I'm the spirit of Riverdale speech, he will. Like at the Cheryl and inevitable Cheryl and Tony wedding. Is like speak. Anybody have anything they want to say? Archie's going to stand. I, up I'm going to throw like,
0: something out there. This is just a theory. I'm just developing this right now. But Archie has that like very shocking red hair, right? Like what mm-hmm. is also usually very red in specific places? A parrot. Do you think that Archie is secretly a, a large human parrot and only knows? I'm, I'm so certain glad you said parrot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm the spirit <laughs> of Rio. <everybody." laughs> Interesting. So, what are in we
0: doing <laughs>
1: in a All show where in. you're like
0: oh. probably want a cracker <laughs> <laughs> probably want a Tostito <laughs>
1: <laughs> Archie want a Dorito cool, uh, Arch, maybe. Archie want to open a boxing gym It's
0: just a theory It's just something I'm throwing out there
1: oh Okay, anybody weigh in, in Twitter, on Twitter For Archie is a parrot As uh, <laughs> Alex's hot new theory Okay,
0: Mr. Cat Briefcase <laughs>
1: the More Uh-oh. believable and established More believable Established history I'll throw no, this out no. there.
0: Archie's weakness right now is palladium. Palladium is stones. What are parrots' weaknesses? They also die if they get hit with stones.
1: Um, uh, okay, <laughs> uh? where, where did you hear that? <laughs> <What>?
0: <laughs> the the parrot encyclopedia. Uh, yeah, this is interesting. Uh, what do you think? Are they pregnant? Are they not pregnant? What are we going to find out?
2: Not pregnant. Pregnant.
0: Ooh, good old fashioned debate. Justin, go first. Why are they be,
1: pregnant? I just feel like you've gone through the whole rigmarole of doing this. It would be strange to me to just not do it.
2: Do they, didn't they have a kid in the River Vale?
0: Yeah, they well, got pregnant and then lost it to a water ghost. Right.
1: After our, Betty and everyone killed Archie. <laughs> right. But let me throw this out to you. Um, I'm starting to think of River Vale as almost like an overture. Um, from uh, like what you're cl- seeing, classical an music, a classical music thing, um, or an overture where like the the orchestra will just like play little bits and pieces of um, the music that you're going to hear for the rest of the night as the be- uh, sort of a little to wet your whistle or give you a little teaser. It feels like Rivervale is sort of like the wild overture for this season. And the show is now picking and choosing little moments to sort of explore in a different way, uh, in a slightly different way. And I, that's why I feel like this baby will.
0: Didn't, uh, Betty dismember a guy in the Rivervale event. Am I misremembering that? I feel like she did.
1: Yeah. Um, yes, I think.
0: Yeah. There was the guy from the lonely highway, right? Yeah. 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 I don't know. Maybe uh-huh. I'm misremembering that, but but that I, I think season? you're right. Like, I think they are having things reverberate and change in different ways. I'll throw out there because I was a little torn between positive or negative with the pregnancy test. I think if it had been earlier in the episode, it would have been negative. So you could see their reactions and them say, mm. OK, you know what? But I'm still all in even because of this negative pregnancy test. Or maybe that actually would have caused some different emotional reactions As is at the end of the episode, I do think it's positive, and then we're going to pick up with what does that mean for them going forward as a relationship? How do they tell people that they're pregnant? Betty obviously has significant issues with her mom having her very young and out of wedlock and Polly also having a baby out of wedlock. So what does that mean for her? What does that mean for her family history? And I think there's a lot more interesting things to play with Betty. If she does have to deal with this, that if she's I, negative and they just kind of move on from that.
2: I think it's going to be like Toffee. We're never going to hear about it again. And oh, baby in like, a briefcase? Yeah, we're just going to be like, mm. oh, wait, didn't that, wasn't too that a far. thing? And they'll be like, what? No, there was, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's too far. Before we think, wrap up
1: here. Well, before, yeah, before I got to just go up a couple things. Do you think Polly was a parrot? Famous parrot name.
0: I mean, maybe they're all parrots.
1: Wow. Wow. I don't know.
0: Wow. Um, and I, one You're making that... some really convincing arguments here, Just <laughs> For, <your>, your... <laughs> <laughs> For my parent, Archie's your parrot theory. Parrot theory. Hashtag, hashtag Archie's Parent.
1: Archie's Parent. Yep. Um, I, I found this to be some strange behavior from Betty. She has a calendar with very large numbers. Very large numbers. But she makes number. very tiny very X's Very small on X's. Yep. Also, the
0: calendar seems to indicate that it's January in Riverdale, which is also kind of confusing. But I'll, I'll roll
2: with that. Um, also, I, like... What was the axe for? For the, the days dish. she hasn't gotten her period. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was like you know uh, this day's like you, over. You, yeah. You know, like, <laughs> like, does
1: anyone do that in real life, or do you? That's just a movie thing, right? Like you're like, well, I finished Monday. Yeah. <laughs> See you later. Yeah. <laughs> Here comes Tuesday. Um, and the other thing I wanted to say, I thought was funny. Like uh, Moose says, this the lonely highway was shut down. Does that mean the whole road? They were just like can't drive here anymore. Yeah, yeah all guess. those or truckers lost yeah. their
2: job. I, I guess. What about all
1: the people that live on that road?
0: Maybe yeah. it got shut down for big truck driving. Like uh, trucks are not allowed to drive there. They like, need to stay on the friendly highway or something. <laughs> well, okay. Um, uh, just, any other moments from the episode you want to call out? I'll mention. I like the line "Coupe to town." That was fun.
2: That was a fun turn Mm -hmm. of phrase. Uh, I just, I'm all for uh, Cheryl talking about how she's a dragon now. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's Uh, very Game of Thrones.
0: Oh, also, I liked Tony Tony and Fag's little argument about the serpents and the reference that she's going to try to call them the Sweetwater Serpents. And that they're going to be kind of a, sort of a guardian angels type thing. That was super fun. Um, that certainly points to more friction between Tony and Fangs as well. But I like that name. That was
1: cute. Um, yeah. Uh, what do we? What's our um, moose Kevin ship name? Is it Mevin? Oh, it's Coos. 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 Coos-coo. Like
2: Cooscoos. Coos. It's Coos.
1: I prefer <laughs> Mevin because uh, mm. then we can say Mevin is heaven or Mever- Mevin Ooh, is. Oh. Ble- I like saying yeah. the Coos, The Coos is loose. <laughs> the coos is loose I will say that <laughs> Yes it is
0: And Oh Were you guys At the end of the episode When they have the iPhone alarm For the pregnancy test Were you guys Kind of like Did you jump at that A little bit Because that's the same alarm That I have on my phone So I immediately Looked over at my phone And I was like Oh, oh man, wow My phone's going
2: off Uh yeah. oh Time to wake oh, up Yeah right <laughs>
1: um, I My with, thing with that Was I was like in when I've had uh, Pregnancy tests Waits we didn't set an alarm. Like it's not like in the second you need to be like, oh, hurry, look. It's yeah. now oh, we have this. If you thing.
0: go too far that you're not
2: pregnant anymore. If exactly. It's yeah, yeah. definitely you got, not you got, a couple, you got a couple seconds window and then that image disappears forever. Exactly. The
1: real for those of you that have never looked at a pregnancy test, um, it's mostly like, Is that a line? Is that it looks like a, the fairy what faint, color is that? What color yeah. it? really is. Even for as many times as you look at the instructions, only when the <laughs> test is finished are you like, What are the rules of this? I forget completely.
0: All right, before we wrap up here, who was
2: the MVP this episode? Pete, who's your MVP? Uh, I got to go with uh, uh, Superpower Cheryl. Uh, you know, it's just it's a lot of fun and she really brings a lot to uh, to this episode. So I was happy she was here. Justin, what about uh, you? Here?
1: Tough call here because, you know, I got to shout out that Barchi love we have in this episode. Uh, oh, really? I,
2: yeah, I didn't see I, it. I didn't. I oh, didn't you missed it. it. Interesting. Yeah, I, I it. like that yeah. you've gone
1: Barchi blind. You just don't yeah. even perceive don't it. Don't even
2: <laughs> yeah, black out. Yeah.
1: That's good. Uh, it's probably better for uh, all of us, including yourself. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to go with Veronica in this episode because I thought she had the best sort of um, uh, turn of the scene. And she was the the mature conversation she had with Reggie in the relationship. Really, I was like, great Veronica episode.
0: I wanted to give it up for Veronica as well, but just to do something different. I'll say Moose. It was just nice seeing him back here. Nice yeah. seeing him with Kevin. Just like Cody Kearsley on the show, I hope – the news that he's joining as the P.E. teacher means we're going to see him in a more recurring capacity over the course of the season. Because I think it's just ball, a potential. Yeah, could, exactly. Like other, a whole dodgeball climbing,
1: episode or climbing the rope. ropes. Yes. There wow. like oh, we have very similar high school experiences. <laughs> Gym things. Gym things, ropes, locker rooms, dodgeball. That's it. We're, wow. uh, we're, we're who we are. If you would like to support this podcast,
0: patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Crowdcast and YouTube. Come hang out. We would love to chat with you about Riverdale, iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to subscribe, listen, and follow the show at Riverdale Dark on Twitter, Riverdale After on Instagram, Riverdale After Dark on Facebook, comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and
1: many more. Until next time, we'll see you after dark. Get your candles at Justin's Candle Shop in Riverdale. It's right next to one of the fires.